What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the other side of the firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest cybersecurity news, as well as we hide those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shan Tynes. What's up? What's up? And joining us this week is Chris Apicon. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? So, uh, we are back to our regular scheduled program. So please tune in Monday, Tuesday, our topics, Wednesday discussion. Thursdays will be Ask SSP. I have a couple of those in the uh, the, the Disney vault, I guess you should say. So I'm, I'm going to release those on a weekly uh, cadence. And then Friday, everything else. So movies, books, games, all that good stuff. So non-cyber related, typically. So without further ado, uh, I give it to Shannon. All right, everybody. So this uh, this article comes from bleepingcomputer.com, written by Sergey Gatlin, and it's 23andMe data breach. Hackers stole raw genotype, uh, re- raw genotype data uh, and health reports, right? So the 23andMe uh, hacker thing happened a few months ago, actually, but um, they're confirming what the hacker stole, right? Which is health reports, raw genotype data of customers. Um, and they did a credential stuffing attack for this, right? And it went unnoticed for five months. So it was from April 29th to September 27th that they went doing this credential stuffing to where they were stealing information and it just went unnoticed, right? Um, but when they got in, again, the stuff that they got access to, right? So genotype data, which, which is one of those things where I, I don't know if it's, it's not like it's financial data, social security or anything like that. But this is one of those things where it could be used for, for like blackmail or something like that. Because we talked about this before, right? Um, I believe it was on the show. Or I, I don't think it was offline we talked about it. But I believe we did have an episode about this. Yes, we, we did. But it just wasn't confirmed what was taken, I believe, is what it was. Right. That they, they that they had got in and this many people were affected but um this is one of those things and what we mentioned then was was talking about how it could be used for blackmail right like different data um when it comes to the genotype which is really just like differences in dna right which if you're a politician there are some things you just don't want out there right you don't want to be talking about you know uh how you don't like black people and then they find out you're <laughs> black right and then all of a sudden you know that's right <laughs> you lose you lose your entire base you, you lose your entire base let's <laughs> like, like play one side of the yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can't be saying that you're one percent black you know what i mean yeah like, you, you, can't, you can't be coming out against them like that you're not one of us right no that's, what that's what they'll say to you you're not one of us but um according to this you're irish you can't right. say that you, know? <laughs> you can't say any of those things you've been saying we don't believe you, you know? <laughs> the hate is real in their heart but you know just because of that you know in their irish heart their one percent irish heart but, <laughs> right. but uh, um you know well, one thing interesting was the credential stuffing, right? So for audiences not really aware, it's uh, my according to OWASP, right? Credential stuffing is an automated injection of stolen usernames and password pairs to log into websites, right? But it's usually done through automated means, through botnets, stuff like that. Um, but kind of like going through that, how, how would you protect yourself against that stuff? Well, really multi-factor authentication, right? Multi-factor authentication for, would solve maybe 99%. I'm not sure of the exact uh, number, but multi-factor authentication would definitely aid in ensuring or enabling it in whatever important systems that you have would definitely ensure and aiding that you're, you wouldn't get compromised, right? So it's just really interesting how little simple things like that um, can really help if, uh, with your cybersecurity practices. Now, what's interesting to me is that if this has been going on for a, a few months, 
and there's no no type of detection mechanism. There was no, you know, automated methods to detect. Hey, look, there's botnets trying to access websites, right, with the same credentials. So which I just find that interesting that there was nothing able to see that or see, view it earlier, right? If it's going on for months, if they've, if they've been, maybe they do like monthly reviews of their logs or, you know, something like that. It could, it could have been done sooner. It could have been found out sooner. But in this case, you know, months at a time, nothing's happening. It's it's just been going on in the, on the, in the background. I, I just find it to be very interesting that like you've got an organization such as this with not necessarily lax practices, but I, I I would feel like with the you know potential millions of dollars that they have that they could invest in some type of sim or solution, right? That could have at least, you know, detected this earlier, right? Maybe right. not within the, the few months, but within maybe a few weeks that, that could have definitely prevented the um what is it, a few million in breaches, right, that, that happened. It, so, it had to so be sleep at the wheel. But but you know why that is though because they didn't have multi-factor authentication right so the, so to them right, the right. auditing it just looked like people were logging in right to their accounts and because it's not multi-factor it's not throwing up any flag now they like exactly what you said multi-factor authentication could definitely have stopped this right they didn't implement it until after this breach was was divulged then all of a sudden every new account after that point. Had, it was mandatory for you to do multi-factor authentication, and then it was something they suggested for everyone else. I don't know if it's mandatory or not for them, to be honest with you, but um, that is exactly why, though. Exactly what you brought up was multi-factor authentication. It was just, it just looks like regular activity if there's nobody there to report it, right? Like, mm -hmm. I have a 23andMe account. I don't, ever, I don't ever log into the thing, right? And it never sends me anything saying I logged into it when I did. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. That's true. You think it would have flagged for location, though? It would, or at least... Right, like you can't log in from like, and I don't know where they were logging in from. So like, don't don't come after me. Like, if you're coming from India or the Middle East or something like that, mm. they're like, but you you live in uh, Wyoming. Like, why is, <laughs> why are you logging in from all these different various locations? That's true. You, That's you true. Have, you would have to do that for everybody that uses a VPN, though, right? So anybody That's, who it, uses ah, VPN, yeah, you'd have, to, yeah. You'd, have to, you'd have to stop them from logging in every time, right? In which case, people would be like. Well, I use a VPN for security reasons, and now you're telling me I can't do that, right? Or I can't even. Yeah, it could be as simple as yeah. yeah. It, it could be as simple as them just using like AWS or Azure botnets. <laughs> hey, US East and West coming at you hot. <laughs> yeah, true, true. And I, I would also say volume, but if they already had the credentials, then they don't have to spam it, right? They they could just right. log right in. So, yeah, I, I mean that sucks. I'm I'm glad I I um. Is one less uh, breach for me, like yeah. <laughs> at least for this year, multiple last year, at least this year, one less one for me, right? Hey, hey hackers, congrats! I I'm Asian. Congrats! Yeah. <laughs> you you know what's crazy, Ryan? Is we got a thing in the mail. Uh, well, not in the mail. It went to my daughter's house. My daughter and I have the same first name. Her last name is hyphenated. It's, it's a little different, so she's been getting my mail because the post office can't uh, right for whatever reason. That's and a I, nightmare, man. Sorry. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. So we had to we had to do a change address form with my name from her address as if my I lived at her address. Oh, you had to move back to my house. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, just because y'all don't want to read, you know what I mean? But it's it's crazy because I was I was gonna bring this up today is that we got one. Apparently, we used to be serviced by Mr. Cooper. So ah, we got one of, we got yeah. one of the letters yep, from him. right here, <laughs> yeah. right here. <laughs> I keep it on the desk in case I ever do another article. I'm ready. 
because uh, I was asking my wife, I was like, really? I was like, Mr. Cooper was one of our, she was like, yeah, she was like one of the first ones. She said yeah. it got transferred pretty quickly. She said, but they sent us this thing about data breach. I was like, I am familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Cooper, I think is number two, I want to say now in the States. So it's everybody got a letter. Like it's, it's a nightmare, but um, yeah, it, it's kind of kind of crazy. I saw a few other articles that that were going in a little bit more detail for this 23andMe breach when it came to specific ethnicities. There you go. I, I knew I was gonna get tongue tied sooner or later. It was gonna happen. <laughs> uh, where they're like uh, specifically looking at people of Jewish descent and and some other backgrounds as well, which is is, is crazy to me. Like uh, this is a very weird targeted attack. And it's going to come up several times probably after this. I think this is our second time talking about it, but this is not going to be the last time. Uh, this this is going to boil over um, several more times. Um, weird. <laughs> the future is weird. <laughs> but here we are. But it is interesting. Yeah, definitely continue to tune in throughout the week. So Monday, again, Monday, Tuesday, our topics, Wednesday, discussion. Thursdays uh, will be Ask SSP. I have a few of those coming up. So this week, uh, look out for the one with Alan Wesley. Last week was Darren King, where we had a CMMC 2.0 uh, clinic. So please tune into that one if you have not already. Uh, this week, we go into uh, some more CMMC as well as AI and uh, data management. So definitely a cool conversation. And then next week, uh, I won't spoil it. So we got another one coming up the week after that one. So definitely tune in. Friday's everything else, movies, books, games, all that good stuff. Um, hit us up by the website. Stick up by our name. You give me a person. I'm at RyRy uh, Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy. You can find me on LinkedIn, Clubhouse, Twitter, and Threads. And you, Chris? You can find me on LinkedIn under Chris Avicon. There it is. And you can find Shannon on 23 <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to do it. (laughs) Continue to tune in. Stay safe. Stay secure.